Testing, testing, one, two, three. Hello, I'm here. I have a microphone. I have a glass of wine, so we'll make it through. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we are celebrating the release of the new live-action The Little Mermaid by watching the original 2D, therefore not live-action, The Little Mermaid from 1989. And as always, we have someone who has seen the film before and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, blow me down, it's Murray Jackson! Hello, Stephen. How are you, Murray? Oh, I'm just tickety-boo, Stephen. Stephen, can I pull you up on two things? Yeah, sure. This is a podcast for films you probably should have seen, is this correct? (laughs) That's correct, yes. Thank you, yes, all right. And secondly, we're celebrating the release of... Well, the new live action. Some people are celebrating. I, right. I, I would say maybe marking upon have, as well. Have we met these people? Um, it's had mixed reviews. Yeah. Oh, has it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Some people have really loved it, and some okay. people have really not liked it. Look, I, I think as I'm is use- the case for most of the. I think Disney I'm using celebrating remakes. in the more sort of general, polite sense. Ah, of it's a thing. Ah, I see. We're using it in an ironic fashion, folks. <laughs> Yes, now Murray, uh, yes. you haven't seen the film. No, I have not seen this film. And um, <laughs> are we a Malwe surprise, Stephen? <laughs> well, we we know from your your history with this program. I wasn't nine in nineteen nineties. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, we we know from you from your history on this program mm. that there are two genres you're not big on. Yes, uh, one of them's animation. <laughs> Correct. Well, no, that's not quite true. Oh, so, so, Depends on the uh, animation. Disney animation. Disney animation. Disney animation. Thank you. Sorry. Yes. And the other is musical. Yes. That's Guess right. what? This ticks all the boxes. Um, so, yes. with that in mind, mm. what do you actually know about The Little Mermaid from 1989? Well, Stephen, I'm going to guess from the title, it's about a uh, diminutive, diminutive mm-hmm. uh, aquatic uh, fantasy creature of the female persuasion. Mm-hmm. Um, how am I doing? Go so, well? So far, 100 Fantastic. Yeah. I believe she's a ginger. Yes. With bold choice. Yeah. Bold choice because... <laughs> That's going to stick out underwater, folks. Mm. Sharks will see that. Sharks will see that a mile away. I don't think that's a good choice. Um, And uh, name's Arioli. Is that right? Close enough. Close (laughs) enough. Fantastic. Ariel. Uh, I think Ariel. uh, As in... Ariel. Ariel. Yeah, from uh, Shakespeare's The Tempest. Tempest. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. How am I doing? I'm uh, batting well here. So far, yeah. Yeah. Look, you're right. It is about a mermaid with red hair named uh, Ariel. Mm. So, yeah. Um, Now, now Murray... um, Given that you don't like these two types of things, what what do, do you think that this film? What would this film have to do for it to be like? Oh, actually, you know what? This was all right. I'm thinking of that scene from Full Metal Jacket where Private Pile has to do one pull up. Yeah, and that's all he has to do. You know, <laughs> and there's the drill sergeant giving him hell, like. I'm thinking it's uh, it's going to be a Herculean effort here, yeah, right. Stephen. A Herculean effort. Well, luckily, uh, we do have someone who has seen the film, uh, and that is Dr. Ellen Sears. Hi, Stephen. How are you, Dr. Ellen? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Um, you have seen The Little Mermaid. I have seen The Little Mermaid, yeah, a few times. In a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, what is this film about? It is a Disney take on the Hans Christian Andersen tale about... A mermaid who decides that she wants to be human. That's more or less it. It's less messed up than the Reader's Digest 
2D animated version that I had on VHS as a child. Oh, what what happens in that one? Uh, is there splatter? She, no, no, nearly. She does go to uh, murder the prince at one point, though, because that's part of the original story. You'd like the original, I think, Hans Christian Andersen version, because it's a lot more, like, violent and she's like walking around no you're talking she's, you're talking about language she's walking she's 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 she's, 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 she's she's walking around on her feet but it feels like she's got knives stabbing her and like stuff like that like the original story that it's based on is real messed up this is the disneyfied version so it's a bit more uh it, you're gonna say it's g-rated aren't you it is g-rated yes oh god yeah i mm. know g for g aren't we all having a good time watching this <laughs> yeah. film yeah um, Oh, good gravy but yeah, so I, I, I had a VHS copy of the Reader's Digest version, which was double featured with The Happy Prince, which is a similarly super depressing fairy tale. Um, this one I didn't have a VHS copy of, but I'm pretty sure my cousin did because my aunt is a huge Disney nut. And so I feel like I probably watched it at my cousin's house a mm. bunch of times. Um, but like, I teach musical theatre to small children. So like, I know the songs. I Yeah. You know what, Stephen? I feel like I already know this film. Let's just cut to the chase. <laughs> Let's He's start like, let's the just review. get it done. Let's just get it uh, done. I think, to be fair, we do have to actually watch the film just just to just just to make sure it's fair treatment. You know, <laughs> let's take a vote. Yeah, look, we, we did make Alan watch The Descent. I you feel did. like I feel like it's. Alan I didn't make her watch it, Stephen. <laughs> Why am I you being did. punished? You did, Stephen. Fair enough. That was your enough. fault. Well, uh, with all that being said. Shall we? Shall we watch the Little Mermaid? Let's give it a go. I'm excited <laughs> to see what I, Murray. I have a choice. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm afraid. <laughs> for those of you listening at home, uh, pop on those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and prepare for where it's better, down where it's wetter, under the sea, as we watch the Little Mermaid. Those lyrics are disgusting. Steve. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching The Little Mermaid from 1989. And by we, I mean my special guests, Dr. Ellen Sears. Hi, Stephen. And Murray Jackson. Hello, Stephen. Murray, that was your first time watching <laughs> The yes, Little Mermaid. Um, how, how was it? What did you think? Well, it's everything I thought. A 56-year-old <laughs> man who never enjoyed Disney in his, in his childhood would, would envisage. So you didn't care much for it? Well, Stephen... <laughs> It certainly was a ride, wasn't it? It was. I mean, it had it had everything, didn't it? It had <laughs> semi-naked mermaids. It had uh, controlling parents. It had uh, a dastardly camp villain, um, mm-hmm. uh, and and a couple of forgettable sidekicks, mm-hmm. and a, uh, a, Four, a, at least. a a, a <laughs> psychotic psychotic. Uh, French chef, who uh, for me was the highlight of the film. Still. I knew you were going to love Louis. Yes. Uh, one yes. high point. So, okay. So the murderous it, guy who tries to kill a bunch of animals. Yeah, it, it's an interesting one um, <laughs> to try and pick apart because... Interesting certainly is a word. Yeah. Yes. So, so I'm, what I'm saying, what, what I'm sensing here is that mm. you, did, you didn't love it. But, no. But, but did you hate it more, I guess? <laughs> <Just> a- <laughs> 
<laughs> on a scale of hate. <laughs> yeah, like, like, did you come out of this going, oh, no, that was much worse than I thought it was going to be? Or was it about where you thought it would be? Well, I, look, Steve, I, I went in with, into this film with, with, the, with the vision that I would watch this and come out going, it is now my life's work to hunt down every copy of this and destroy it. <laughs> and um, I'm nowhere near that, Stephen. Okay. I'm well, that's good. That. Yeah. That's yeah. nice to hear. Yeah. I, I think this has its place. Um, yeah, it has a it, it, it has, has a place. It has a place. Excellent. Yeah. It had many fish, so a place is good that mm. it, it had that. Uh, Ellen, this was your first time watching it since uh, when? I don't, I don't know. I don't know the last time I watched this. Mm, been a while. I've seen it in bits and chunks, probably mm. on things, but uh, I haven't watched it in its full for a long time. How was it revisiting? Yeah, it's. Look, it's it's not one of the Disney ones that I'm like super emotionally invested in because it wasn't one that I had on VHS at my house and watched a million times. That honor goes to something like Jurassic Park, which I watched like six billion times as a child. Um, but like, it's fine in terms of like I think it's really interesting in terms of where it sits at the beginning of the Disney Renaissance period, that eighty nine to ninety nine period. Oh my um, god! This is the start of a renaissance. Yeah. This is the start this, of wow. the Disney this renaissance. Was them, this was then. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the part of that. This is there's, there's the, the period eighty nine to ninety nine. How bad were the ones the before this? Well, here's the thing. Ariel was considered this huge feminist icon. Okay. I know. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because wow. all she wants to do is find a man. Yeah. yeah. No. But because the previous Disney princess, I'm pretty sure, was Cinderella. And she's a hoarder. Yeah, she's a hoarder. I'm pretty sure the previous Disney princess film was Cinderella, right? Which was the 1950s. Uh, in terms of the the sort of big canonical ones, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So in terms of your Disney princess films, it was like Cinderella, who was like pretty and I have a slipper. And then it was Ariel. So Ariel was like sassy and was like, go and get. So it was like, yeah, feminism. Like that was the vibe of this when it came out. And then she's then followed by... People like Princess Jasmine, who's like, no, daddy, I'm not going to listen to what you say. And then um, mm. Belle, who's like, no, I love my father, but I'm going to be like talking back to like, it was a whole series of basically like girl power 90s mm. Disney princess protagonists. Uh, technically, this is the first one. Technically Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping oh, Beauty okay. came Sleeping out. Sleeping Beauty, yeah. which was 1950s also, right? Yeah. Sleeping Beauty was yeah. 59. Before that, you had uh, Cinderella at 1950. And Snow White. Uh, yeah, in, in between that, you had things like Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan. Yeah, but she's but, not a Disney princess. Yeah, I'm no, talking exactly. Disney princess. Yeah. Are we, we going to go through them all? No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, no, but, but that's the thing. There was only yeah. like three. Right. It was Snow White, yep. it was Aurora, it mm. was Cinderella, mm. and then that was like the 1950s. That took us through the 1950s, and then we didn't get another Disney princess until this. For 30 years. So she was a big deal. Mm. And you're looking at the, the, the Disney animated features that came out before this, the last few. Um, the the one directly before this was Oliver and Company. Oh boy! Uh, and before that, the that's great... really stood the test of time, hasn't it? Yeah. Before that, the somebody's great... going to come for me now in the comments. They're going to be like, "I love Oliver and Company." Come on. Before that, there was the Great Mouse Detective. Yep. Which uh, which oh, does not have his Disney princess. I, I, yeah, but I will stand by being actually okay. That's, it's good. That, that one's I haven't good. seen it for a long time. And then before that was the Black Cauldron. Yeah, which has kind of achieved cult status, yeah. but you know, even, a little bit, and you know, things like the Fox and the Hound and the Rescuers. Fox and the Hound is very sad. Well, the yeah. Black Cauldron sort of has kind of vaguely satanic overtones, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, but which then is, you... which is why it wasn't as like commercially successful. But then the films like this, that had... followed this, the animated yeah. Disney films that followed this, yeah, you'd, res- like... you'd Rescuers Down Under, yeah, and yeah. then you go Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast Aladdin, Aladdin, The Lion King, Lion King, yeah, Pocahontas. See, Lion King was all right. Huh? Is there an echo? No, no. I'm just I'm remembering it because I looked at it recently. Pocahontas, and then it goes into, oh, no, I don't remember. Tell me. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. Hercules. Yeah. Yep. And Tarzan's the last one in '99. Mulan. 
Mulan. And then Tarzan. And then Tarzan. And then, if you don't count Fantasia 2000, the one after it was Dinosaur. I think Dinosaur. And then Lilo and Stitch, which is actually great. Emperor's so. New Groove before that. Oh, yeah, Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's and New Groove and Atlantis, good. The Lost Empire. But yeah. it's around that time But Atlantis where... is like uh, around the 2000 period yeah. is when it so starts So where was this turn. renaissance again? 89 <laughs> to 99. Basically, the early 90s, films came out where everyone went, oh, these aren't as bad as the previous 20, 30 years. Um, and, but also they were generally being well-received because they were pushing animation forward for a western audience and i say very specifically an american a western, western audience. american audience of course yes, we yes, yes, we yes. recently watched akira on this program mm, which came mm. out two years before the little mermaid and i would say maybe Kicked it was, its ass yeah, yeah maybe it was a little bit more daring with its animation let's i would say. say so probably yes but disney has never exactly been known for like doing risky business no it does crowd-pleasing Pretty kick lines, mm. which is what this is. Yeah, it has its place in the oeuvre. But but this film was a phenomenal success. Yeah, when massively, it came out. Um, massively. Yeah, but obviously with with young audiences, with children in particular, yeah. mm. um, and it did essentially save, for want of a better word, Disney's animation wing. Like they were considering. Morris, like no, why? So close. <laughs> They, they were... So if you were going to go back in time to destroy the Walt Disney Company, this is the film you have to sabotage, Murray. Well, I mean, yeah, Disney was still oh, going to be... I, I, I'd oh, have yeah. fun Around. equally destroying them all, but, you know. <laughs> but yes, now this this was the this one... Was a, this was an important mm. one. It was an important one. Yeah, it was the first... It, it ushered in a new era of stuff. Yeah, it was the first blockbuster hit. You're looking at... Yeah. Um, it cost $40 million to make, uh, and it, the box office for this film was $211 million. Holy crap. So it made five times... See, that's uh, pretty good. It's it's cost. That's pretty good. <sighs> that's a lot of bored parents spending money on a film. No, there, it's a people. lot of it's a lot of dads being like, "Oh man, it's kind of hot." Like that's what it is. <laughs> I think. No, I don't. I, I think if you no, we already talked about the fact that you know there she is, sixteen-year-old virgin old. on Jeffrey Epstein Island. We've already talked about yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, for full disclosure, the Cinema Catch-Up Club does not agree that Prince Eric or whatever kingdom he represents is Jeffrey Epstein or that island. I know it's a fictional kingdom, but I'm worried about being <laughs> sued by this fictional country. I mean, country. you do know that the underwater city is called Atlantia, though, which is great. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the story of this film is... Um, a sanitized version of the Hans Christian Andersen story. Correct. Without the knives for feet and without the you got to stab him yeah. and you're going to die... At the end. See, I, I would have gone the blood and guts. You would have enjoyed yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, well, sadly, the story of this film is uh, there's Ariel. She's a mermaid. She loves to sing. She's 16. Yeah. She she's, loves to sing. She's, she's headstrong and yeah, sassy. Say, and... She's a hoarder. Mm. She is a hoarder. Uh, she's, uh... She has a character trait that is beyond I'm pretty, which is a huge step up for Disney princesses mm. at this point. Yeah, she's, she's still one a of... hoarder. Yeah. She's the youngest of seven Nothing daughters. being a hoarder. Yeah. She's... Depends on what you hoard. She's the youngest of seven daughters. Um, Triton is there, obviously, as the king. Uh, He's got a little bit of a short fuse, it could be said. And weird nipples. Go on. (laughs) I can't say I noticed them. Yeah, I mean, he had nipples. (laughs) Weird. Mm. They're huge. Okay. Have you never looked at his nipples? You know, who knows? Maybe merman... Suckle, they're yeah. young. Yeah, I didn't see a mother yeah. around. Maybe the mother exactly. dies giving birth, and Bingo. the fathers have to. It's a Disney to... film. Of it course, could be... the mother doesn't exist. Or it's like a seahorse thing. Maybe know? that's why they have so many daughters because they can only produce one child. So you At need to time. have like seven daughters in the hope that maybe you get two or three boys that will live beyond the birthing process. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. And boy, yeah. wasn't there some character development there for the for, for the, the siblings? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Can you name them, Murray? They they um, have that song. They do sing their names in yeah. the song. Yeah. Is it um, uh, happy? Do- 
Dopey. Yep. <laughs> Correct. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, in Doc, short, King Triton Doc's has one. massive yep. nipples, um, is, is what I'm saying. A massive nipple dad. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's not the character trait I picked up from watching this film. But, yeah, well, no, but he does have weirdly massive nipples. Mm. Well, he's got a big bushy beard as well. Yeah, but, to cover no. the nipples. Yeah, because people like you keep shaming him. Alan. Yeah, nipple shaming. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with them. I just think that they're huge. I think that was a specific character choice, and I don't know if it works. Okay, well... Why are they oval? I have no idea. I mean, why, why, um, you know, did it take um, Ariel... So long to find a pair of pants when she got legs. There yeah. were no pants. She was on the beach. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm glad there was a sale, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Just uh, as well there was that shipwreck. Yes. Convenient. Yes, very convenient. Uh, the the six sisters uh, yeah. were... Who were in, like, one scene. Who were in one scene. Uh, were Two. Atina. Yep. Um, Alana. Adela. Uh-huh. I'm noticing something here. Aquata. Uh-huh. Um, Arista. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, no, uh, and yes. Andrina. Andrina, yes, and then Ariel, the the youngest one. No voice credits for those artists, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, not not in the not in the main credits at the beginning. No, I I don't think they were there. Um, I don't know if all. I mean, all seven of them sing. I don't know if all seven of them speak uh, lines in the film, but at least three or four of them did. Yeah, I wasn't keeping. Let's talk about track. that storm. I was going to say we're spending. I want to know about that storm. <laughs> yeah, spend... where did that storm come from? Yeah, we're, spe- we're spending a lot of time on on uh, royal nipples. Yeah, uh, exactly. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on to the storm. So the plot is she wants to be human. Her dad's not happy about it. Mm. She goes to the sea witch. Sea witch says, "I'll make you human." She goes to the real world. She's like, "You got three days to make this guy fall in love with you." She tries to do that, and the sea witch is like, "I can't have that. I need her to be part of my garden of little ghouls." And then there's a happily ever after. Done. Yeah. And storms happen pretty quickly, but as we establish... Um, Everything who, happens very quickly in the second half of this. It's like, bam, bam, bam. Whoever is ruling the the seas, be it Triton or Ursula, mm. it seems as though storms are just something that they decide happens. Yeah. So mm. uh, I'm guessing that first storm that, that rocks up, that, that knocks Eric off his boat while Ariel's up. It's because Triton's freaking out because Ariel missed the concert. Yeah. He's, he's probably a bit mad and gone, she wasn't at the concert. What? My nipples are weird. Ah! And the storm blows that ship mm. around. Um, but I, big, big yeah. kudos to Eric mm. because he's not fallen for a pretty face. It's the voice. It's a pretty voice. It's the voice he remembers. It's not a shoe, mm. at least. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a little bit of a renaissance man. I'm into the, I'm into the heart of the lady, not yeah. just the bod. Yeah, no, that's true. He does. Bless he him, do, he's very sweet. He does keep looking for the he person that has the, the voice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He doesn't just go, oh, random uh, beach bimbos rocked up. Uh, oh, she seems really nice. Ah, oh, but that voice is really enchanting. Yeah. I and think, they're the one that saved my life. Yeah. So, so I know that they must be a good person. Yeah. Can we talk about the fact that a 16 year old is married in this film? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> this is this is way deep south, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's may, may, I like su- the... may, may I surprise you, Murray, with mm. uh, some uh, knowledge of Australian marriage? Law. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, it, it is currently the law of the land in Australia that uh, the, one of the requirements for being married is that you, both parties are eighteen he years old. Anticipated this question, or um, what, you can actually get or with married parental consent okay. at the age yeah. of sixteen, either with parental consent or a court order. Provided that the other party is 18 years or over. So in Australia, if you want to get married at 16, you can. Uh, I'm just saying Disney could have made this a little less dodgy if they just said she was 19. Mm. Here's the thing. The Disney princesses get older as we go along because it becomes more permissible for them to just like get married immediately mm. as they're slightly older. Yeah. Mm. 
Now, are they going to have fish babies or human babies? Well, here's the thing. There is a sequel, Murray. Ah. And they do have a daughter. And her name's Melody. Yeah, and, and? She's, a, and she's a real pistol. She's a real piece of shit. And she so turns back into a mermaid. they give birth to a pistol. My no, they give, birth to, they give birth to a human baby. But then she goes back and becomes a mermaid again. Because she's all like, you don't understand, mom. Like, I'm different. Ah. And then ah. she goes off and becomes a mermaid. I can't Start, remember the exact I'm things. starting to wish I hadn't asked this question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she's like, you don't understand, mom. Hmm. Like, yeah. But yes, so, so Ariel uh, has this fascination with humans. Mm. Meets... Yeah. Prince Eric, vaguely by saving him. And Daddy, like, I love him. Yeah, and it's like, I think he's really cute. Uh, Triton's like, no, understandably, humans will freak out if they discover mermaids are a thing. Oh, look, he had some valid fears yeah. about humans. He's like, they're going to spear us I mean, and come kill on. Us. There's, okay, a, yeah. there's a French psychotic chef chopping yeah. heads off left, right and centre. Yeah, Ripping exactly. out their guts and, and Triton, stuff. it seems, isn't just the king of the merfolk. He's the king of all underwater life. Yeah, he's basically Poseidon. Yeah. So he's in charge of I mean, he's, he's literally the son of Poseidon, I think it says in this film. He's, yeah, he, yeah so he's like, yeah, he, he is the god of the seas. And not only that, he is in charge of all sea life. So understandably, he's a bit wary of humans. But he's not a great parent. I think the way he deals with finding out that, that Ariel... Is, and, when, you know, she says that very immature thing of being like, but daddy, I love him. And he responds by doing exactly the wrong thing and destroying her hoarding collection and pushes her away. Basically, he's like, he basically shows, I'm not a safe person to be who you are around, like, yeah. or to express these feelings, and pushes her towards this malevolent force and the best character in the film, Ursula the Sea Witch, um, who is... After the French chef. After the French chef, sorry, after yes. After the French chef. Sorry, after French chef, Louis. chef Ursula. Yeah, Ursula. Um, Ursula. And maybe Grimsby. <laughs> yeah, Grimsby's got a lot of good lines, Grimsby's, actually. <laughs> all the little, like, page men people in yes. these films are great, because yeah. he's great. The one from Swan Princess is great. Mm. There's just a very specific type of like valet butler type yeah. character in yeah, these the, animated films. The, the, the Jeeves. I, I think, I think they all Jeeves. played their roles with a degree of panache. Mm. I'll give it that. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah, so a fairly simplistic plot. Um, no is no, a great, no great surprises. Uh, no, no, it's I don't very think anyone went, well. My goodness, We're didn't see that. I never saw that coming. My yeah. goodness me. But it, but it uh, was done very conventional. But it was done very well. Then that last say. sunset happened way too quick for my <laughs> it, The second Thank half you. of it is just like, bam, 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 yeah. done. It, it just goes so yeah. fast. I, f- I always forget how fast. And then I watch it, I'm like, oh... Jesus. Yeah. yeah, it's like, no, what's the next plot It's point? quite slow to get started. Yeah. It's like, we're going to really linger on and this. And for me, that's that's the thing, is the film really and gets interesting slam through it. once Ursula is in the film. In yeah. terms of, like, she, she's hinted at where it's like, I'm in the shadows. Ooh, let's follow the, the, the girl. And, like, that's all very interesting. But then when she actually turns up and goes, hey, you have something you want. I have something that I want. Yeah. Let's get what we both want. Let's, let's do the thing. Let's and she, she obviously, you know, she has... Again, beef with Triton. She is beef with Triton and she's using it very well. It's a little bit of political manoeuvrings, which is great. Mm. Um, she also has what I think is the best song in the film. I know people generally jump onto uh, Under, Under the, the Sea. sea. Which More is... Unfortunate Souls is a banger, though. Yeah. It's a good villain song. Yeah. It is a very, very fun Like, it's up song. there. Yeah. And I still think Be Prepared might be the best one ever. Of Disney villain songs. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty high up there. It but is. this is up there, too, I think. Yeah. Um, but but she makes this Be prepared deal. is the one with the Nazi hyenas, Murray. Right. From mm. the Lion King. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen well, the... I really must. Have you seen the Lion King, Murray? I saw that at, at the cinema. Oh, actually, did you? I just surprised you. Yes, yes, I went to see it, mm. as did everybody, everybody at the time, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was probably on one of those nights where Dancers with Wolves had sold out and <laughs> there was nothing else to see. Yeah. 
Um, so Have you, you seen any of the, uh, any of the others from that ten year Renaissance period? Uh, no, we, okay. we, yeah, no, yeah, no. And uh, oh, like, no, I mean yes. If you're yes, see... I have. I've seen them all. I've seen <laughs> them all, them Murray. <laughs> Murray, we, we've we've done most of the other Renaissance okay. films. So I've not safe. seen any of them. <laughs> Thank safe. goodness. It's a um, shame because I feel like you'd enjoy some of the war aspects of Mulan. But anyway, yeah. Um, it's a musical until everybody dies, and then it's not a musical anymore. Yeah, I, I think. The, the the deal is really interesting between Ursula and, and Ariel um, because it does set up the, the little ticking clock of you have three days to, to make this prince fall in love with you. Good luck. And they, they have quite a nice time together, you know, yeah. but, but, but it is interesting that even with the um, peer pressure of a seagull and, and a, a crab and a bunch of fish singing like Kiss singing. the Girl, um, that it, it, it doesn't quite work, one, because they get interrupted, but two, because he does oh, hold out this, this feeling for this this vision of this voice that he has yeah um and then when ursula turns up disguised as vanessa this yep. um this also voiced by jody benson yes this uh beautiful mysterious dark-haired girl that's turned up mm. um it's 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 like oh no that is quite sad and it's like, oh no ariel's in a lot of trouble and then all of a sudden we're at she the wasn't as disney we knew how it was gonna turn <laughs> out Stephen. okay she was in disney trouble where we weren't sure how it was gonna resolve no we knew how it was gonna resolve did you foresee a wrecked ship r- riding a typhoon right into the side of the villain who was a seagull no i didn't i pointed out that there was uh, problems with the physics of that <laughs> there were problems with the physics of it but, but what, she straight yeah. up gets impaled which is quite a violent death for a disney film mm. and then she all the rain in calamari I actually yeah. thought yeah. that the chef getting his teeth knocked out was quite a quite a good there's gory a, moment. There's mm. a bit of violence mm. in this because, and mm. as well, I've never actually noticed the fact that when they're down underneath after she's like exploded, there's like chunks of like octopus legs and stuff, like little bit. I was like, oh my god, mm. that's but, Jesus! Um, I never noticed that. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's a big pressure thing there, isn't it? I mean, would you sign a contract? You've got to win the guy over in three days. I mean, she's an idealistic, on. sweet child. She's just like, I well, can do this, but I love him. He'll love me too. Sixteen-year-old yeah. puppy love. Voice. There it is, right there. Yeah. yeah, but but that's the thing is, looking at this film now, I think it's quite easy to to ridicule that ideology because we've had another thirty years of these films. Yeah, and to the point where we've had Disney films that like openly that openly take the piss out. Well, of it. I was going to say, you uh, can't marry a man you've just met. And Enchanted is the other yes. one. Yes, Enchanted, where they take a literal Disney figure character and puts them and in contemporary put in New, York. New York and just seeing how that personality so doesn't work brilliant. and yeah the fact that Frozen does I, it I can well. hear people actually shouting at this podcast stop ruining the magic <laughs> sorry here's but, the thing yeah. Enchanted I think is a perfect like sort of Disney lampooning its own stuff because it doesn't it, it doesn't push past to the point of becoming really cynical because I think that wouldn't necessarily work. If you're going to do... Like, Disney would not do that to their own... Somebody else would do it to their property, absolutely, if they mm. could do it, if they could get away with it without getting sued. Um, but Enchanted kind of pushes the gauntlet just enough that they're gently taking the mick out of it, but it's still quite charming, which mm. is why that film is so great. Whereas Frozen... And Jodie Benson is in that too! And she is, yeah. Where, whereas Frozen, I think, does yeah. that really interesting thing of you set up one of these princess yeah. figures falling in love with the handsome prince that turns up, and then... Have you seen Frozen, Murray? Oh, I've heard the soundtrack from across my neighbour's <laughs> fence uh, okay. many But you times. haven't watched yeah. the film. But do you know the, the, the surprise twist in that film? 
Um, no. Okay. Do, do well, you care well, if we spoil we, you? We, no, we, we won't discuss it because okay. there might be people listening to this that That's haven't a good seen point. Frozen. Uh, but basically, Where have you been for the last 10 years? <laughs> yeah, uh, not parents is what I would yeah. suggest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but basically, there is a, they, they, they play with that and there is a twist on that where they, yeah. they basically underline the fact that those relationships that were in those earlier Disney films are that's actually, not how it works in the real world. Yeah, that's and a, probably unhealthy and are quite immature. And I think yeah. that's that's interesting as well. Where you look at uh, the next couple of films, where the next Disney princess is Belle, yeah, and Belle feels like a much more realistic and mature character uh, mm. than Ariel. But also, she's, she's not she's royalty. Book smart. Yeah, she's and, yeah, she's she, and then but and then, then you've got Jasmine, Jasmine who yeah. is not good. She's she's like not street smart, mm. but but she's she's not as. Smart. She's not like she. No. She wouldn't be fooled the way Ariel is fooled in this. Uh, no, is what no, I would she's say. much more savvy. And I do think it is quite interesting that after this film, they went okay. They need to be that little bit smarter. And now you get to the point where you have uh, characters like like Tiana, like um. Mm, I mean, Tiana was a while ago now though, because she was one of the yeah. last two D ones. That was like two thousand and two thousand and nine. Nine, yeah. Yeah, but but now, also character, really. you know, like um, the, what's her name from Brave. Uh, Merida, Merida. Who, she's 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 another one who's similar to Ariel in that she's mm. very immature. Actually, the the, the one that I, now I think about it, the one that's probably most like Ariel since we've since this film came out is yes. probably uh, Rapunzel from Tangled. Who? Yeah, she, she's older though, but she's quite isolated. She does my Disney knowledge off here and say, doesn't she also have red hair? Uh, Rapunzel. If she if she does, not on her head. Because uh, oh. oh, okay. <laughs> Merida yes. is the one with red hair. Yes, oh. the Scottish one. Eh, yeah. Sorry. They had to invent new ways of animating mm. stuff to do her hair. Yes, you were almost there. Well, you were what? You were one princess. I tried. <laughs> I gave it my all. You were very Steve. close. No? Yeah. No, no, it's good. It's good. It's, it shows a willingness I wasn't expecting <laughs> from you regarding <laughs> Disney. I'm still awake, Steve. Yes, I'm still awake. <laughs> but I do think it is quite interesting looking back on this and going, "Wow, Ariel actually feels quite." underdeveloped and as a character oh yeah not i wouldn't say problematic's the right word but there are problems there's 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 problems in this movie there are problematic elements i mean as well we were talking about like she's like the first like girl power disney princess this is also you were sort of saying this is like the beginning of queer coded disney villains and i'm like yeah i think it kind of might be because Mm. obviously ursula is based off the drag queen divine there were there were others prior to that but this but but also considering that a lot of them were in films that Mm. are not as popular as the little mermaid yeah i think the the impact of ursula yeah well you look at this and then you look at and then you look at jafar this is going to be a flagship for the uh for the republican party then they'll be Uh, championing this film given their recent see drag queens (laughs) bad for your children given Mm. their recent falling out with disney i I have a feeling that maybe they're not going to (laughs) (laughs) we're not sure how that one's gonna go (laughs) this this particular time capsule mike you might look back in two years and go oh my goodness they didn't know about the land war the u.s military had with disneyland when ronda santas became president it's, like <laughs> yeah florida's a weird place right now yeah um however yeah let's move let's away from the future let's instead uh would you like some trivia about the I little mermaid love Ooh. some trivia about this film well let's let's just yep let's do that Stephen. okay well all that remains to me to say is um uh all of this trivia comes from imdb and if it's not true don't blame me play the new theme music I am to be trivia troll. Ooh. Thank you, Tegan, that who uh, sang uh, the trivia chip theme last week. Did she? Yeah, and she insisted I put it in the future episodes, so I've done it for at least one episode, because uh, 
we'll, we'll see what people think. Uh, but now, uh, we have if some not, trivia. You just here. need to get Rob Woods to instrumentalize it for you. Oh, you're creating more work that I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. It's Tegan's fault, not mine. That's true. I'm just encouraging it. That's true. Um, originally, I bet none of this was filmed under the sea. Correct. That's the first bit of trivia. Fantastic. Absolutely really none of this film pencils was animated. Are, pencils, pencils are really hard to do under the sea because yeah. graphite gets wet. Yeah, and all of the um, animators... All the animator cells are really o- hard to paint. No, they the demand one. oxygen. The, the, <laughs> the, 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 the paint just floats off into the ocean. Yeah. It's bad for the fish. <laughs> the shark's not working. The shark's not working. The shark working. is terrifying in mm. this. Yeah. Tell you what. W- watching this, it did make me go, mm, yep, Jaws has a lot to answer for. Jaws does have a lot to answer for. Originally, Sebastian was meant to have an English accent. Now, hang on. Which one's that one? The crab. crab. Oh, right. The the Trinidadian the, crab. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not Jamaican, I uh, should point out. It, it was mm. a Trinidadian accent that was being done. Um, but yes. Um, lyricist and producer Howard Ashman suggested that the crab should speak with a Caribbean accent. Uh, and so when they hired an actor who had a Caribbean accent, it opened the door to a Calypso-style number under the sea, which won the Academy Award for Best Original Song. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So in your face, yeah, it wouldn't have worked with a Rex Harrison Englishman under the sea. Under the sea. Oh, Darling, it's better. Down where it's wetter. Take it from me. It just sounds like Gosh. a porn version. Once again, you've come good. up with that pornographic. Uh, <laughs> These are the actual lyrics from the yeah, film. I'm is. sorry. Hey, it's, um, hmm. uh, this was Ben Wright's final film. Ben Wright uh, was the voice of Grimsby. Right. Um, he, uh, it was released four months after he had passed away following heart surgery. Mm. Um, he got the part of Grimsby, the manservant, uh, but the younger people working at Disney at that time had no idea he had played two Disney animated feature roles previously. Yeah. He was Rama in The Jungle Book. Oh. And he was Roger from 101 Dalmatians. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. He had to tell them that he'd played those parts. That's quite funny. <laughs> after, after they'd hired him. But yes, no, so he he's was... Like, it's like, oh, so this is your first time working with this. No, no, I've, I've worked with you before. Yeah. And Have you? Yeah, and, and, and as a result, part of Grimsby's design was designed to look a little bit like Roger. as like a little knowing nose. Nod. Yeah. And, and also he had a pipe, which <laughs> was a nice touch as well. Um, the song Part of Your World was nearly cut. And, oh. and part of your world is also the big impactful thing. It's the from big impact. It's the I want song. Yeah. And what would they have had instead? Interesting the I want song? to think about the fact that that wasn't nominated for an Academy Award, but Under no. the Sea and Kiss the Girl were. When you think about the fact part that... Part of your world is not... It's an I want song. You t- mm. Yeah. You don't nominate I want songs? No. It's kind of like an introductory thing. Under okay. the Sea is more like... Generally speaking, it's your more kind of like generic... Kind of like it's a general song, okay. Not like a specific. Yeah. I mean, part of your world is broken up into three bits across the film. It is. That probably doesn't help it either. Yes. But considering the impact of like that is the song that every little boy and girl that wants to be a Disney princess type person. It's that, the moment where she yeah. goes up on the rock and she's doing the reprise. And yeah, the part waves of go your <laughs> splash yeah. world. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. But it is one of those iconic Disney things, and they almost cut it. The reason being is that the producer, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberger, uh, felt that it was, quote, 
boring uh, <laughs> and it went too far over the heads of children from at the test screen audiences when they did the test screenings children were restless during the song which did not have the finished animation at the time and in particular one child sat in front of katzenberg and spilled his popcorn and was more interested in picking it up than watching the sequence <laughs> so uh, john musker ron clemens and howard Bravo, Ashman, that child yeah <laughs> he, yeah he, just imagine like you almost killed one of the most iconic songs disney of disney songs ever yeah just because you were more interested in pop Popcorn. Uh, but yes, John Musker, Ron Clemens, and Howard Ashman all pleaded the case and begged Katzenberg to let the song stay. Ultimately, Fine. the one who managed to convince him to give it a second chance was the animator of the sequence, Glenn Keane. Another screening was set mm. up, this time with an adult audience, where it had much greater success, reportedly moving some members to tears. Not in a, this is so boring kind of way, mm. but in an emotional in way. In like a wow. Um, Katzenberg later said he was very happy no one listened to him because he couldn't imagine the film without the song now. Good man. Mm. He didn't recognise when he's wrong. Good for him. This was the last Disney animated feature to use hand-painted cells. Yes. And cool, analogue camera and film work. 1,000 different colours were used on uh, 1,100 backgrounds. Over a million drawings were done in total. Jesus. The character of Ursula was based on a drag performer and John Walter's regular, Divine. Her personality and some of her actions were also largely inspired by a previous Disney villain, Madame Medusa from The Rescuers. Yep, makes sense. Mm. Similar colour scheme also. Yes. Purple is evil. Mm. Um, the dress that Ariel wears during her dinner with Eric uh, is actually a combination of different dresses worn by previous Disney princesses. So it's Snow White sleeves. The puffy sleeves the were, pink yes. The pink is Aurora. Yep. Uh, the, pink comes the, little... from, the, the, the pink comes from Cinderella's mother's dress. Oh, the one before it gets destroyed. Yes, the one that the yes. stepsisters rip apart. The full skirt and draping are from Cinderella's Cinderella. ball gown. Yep. And the off-the-shoulder neckline and long-pointed sleeves are from Aurora's ball gown. Yeah, except... So what are we saying? We're saying Eric shops at Salvo's? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, there we're was... So, re- we're saying that they're being eco-friendly. <laughs> yeah, there was some recycling of costumes. But also, it was a nod to the fact that there were these three previous princesses that were considered iconic and they were very much like this is the next princess this is please the next like one. this film look look <laughs> she's a mismatch of all of them but she's mm. a feminist let's go and when she gets a sparkly dress at the end it's sparkly like cinderella's dress mm. boom boom the little mermaid had been a disney property since 1941 so they've just been holding on to it in their grubby little monkey paws like we're gonna do this one day walt disney planned to do a much darker version uh, oh, the knives of the feet and Walt everything. Walt Disney wanted to do a Hans Christian Andersen anthology film of his author, of the works of the author. Yeah. So Little Mermaid would have been a part of that film. Part, part of, of that, that film. film. Thank you. After a bitter strike by the animators, uh, <laughs> striking creatives, how would that be relevant today? Uh, but yeah. <laughs> After a bit of strike by the animators and increased focus on World War II wartime propaganda shorts, the initial version of this film was shelved in 1943 and did not emerge. I would until... really love to see 1940s war-inspired Little Mermaid more closely based on the original fairy tale. Mm. I feel like that would have been messed up and I would have been so here for that. Mm. Would you have preferred to have seen that, Murray? Well, uh, it depends on how much violence there would have been in it, Steve. I don't think there would have been as many comedy chefs. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Trade-off time. Uh, Before recording Poor Unfortunate Souls, Pat Carroll, who plays Ursula, asked Howard Ashman to sing the song uh, so that she could get it right. He happily obliged, and according to Carol, put on a cloak, and uh, she admitted to stealing the body language and other ad-libs that he used, including pathetic, 
in it and you can't get something in for it. nothing. Yeah. But yeah, basically, uh, she just copied Didn't what. Pat he Carroll did. Carroll die recently? Uh, either last year or the year before. Yeah, like quite recently. Yeah. Like within the last six to 12 months. But yes. Well, she died in the film. She was. Um, yeah, she was, yeah. she was impaled with impaled a ship. Impaled on, yeah. on a ship. It was very unfortunate that that happened in real life as well. It was very sad. <laughs> But she shouldn't have become How the queen unlucky. of the ocean. How unlucky could you be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ariel's body type and personality were based on Alyssa Milano. Uh, yes, but, that's right. I knew that. But the effect of her hair underwater was based on footage of the astronaut Sally Ride in weightless conditions. Again. Isn't Sally Ride the one that died? Uh, no, Sally Ride, if I'm remembering this correctly, and apologies to you, uh, Sally Ride, if I got this wrong, I think Sally Ride is the one that went a little bit um, off the rails and drove across the country to kidnap an ex-lover whilst wearing a diaper so that she didn't have to stop for toilet breaks. Great, mm. great story. Great yeah. story. Uh, oh, no, Sally Ride did pass away in 2012. Um, we're on Sally Ride facts. Hold on a second. Ah. Uh, she died of pancreatic cancer in 2012. Oh, okay. Not yes. of been blown up in space all right yes uh and there you I, go by the way murray that's divine the drag queen oh i know who divine is yeah, yeah. yeah i'm very familiar with divine mm-hmm. you think you're a man but you're only a boy yeah see now you'll go away and look that one up won't you <laughs> and my apologies to sally ride she was not the astronaut that drove across the country in a diaper ah. that was uh lisa nowak who drove okay. from houston texas to orlando florida to confront the woman who had won the affections of an astronaut that nowak had been involved with Jesus. but so, still a great story yes yeah, so uh, apologies sally ride uh did not <laughs> do the diaper pancreatic cancer no diaper yes correct and flowing Beautiful hair. Yes, that's probably what we should focus on. The hair, you even said during this film, Alan, that this gave you unrealistic hair this goals. This gave little girls everywhere unrealistic hair goals. Mm. Because nobody has a perfect side part that flops perfectly the way that hers does, mm. in or out of the water. There's a there's a cartoon that somebody has done, which is that moment, that, that iconic moment where she's up on the rock and the water's blasting behind her and that's just happened. But then it's just hair. Just You know, if, if, you've, if anybody's had long hair at the beach... You end up with your hair just like in front of your face. That, but superimposed over that, essentially. So it's like, if Disney was realistic, this is what it would be like. Just mm. uh, scheduling conflicts, uh, unfortunately, Robner's of King Triton being played by Patrick Stewart. Mm. Okay, that would be great. Yeah, he was originally lined up to play it, but... Uh, what couldn't... are Patrick Stewart's nipples like? <laughs> I don't know, but... I've he... never asked him. He was in Star Trek The Next Generation at the time, and unfortunately, because of the scheduling... He was too busy being Captain Picard. Yeah, he couldn't. That's fair. Yeah, just keeping go. those nipples well hidden. Mm. Uh, and speaking of actors who went for roles, uh, Jim Carrey did audition for the role of Prince Eric. Okay, that's interesting. Mm. What else was he doing at this time? I'm trying well, to think of he, the other he, films that he was doing. He this hadn't time. done any of his sort of big, big notable 90s. films. He no, would have still he been was doing uh, living in living, living color. color. Yeah, he mm. would have been doing that. Um, so you know he was starting to make a name for himself, but things like Ace Ventura and The Mask were still yet to come. Yeah, yeah. They so he wouldn't have been going. Already oh, then, Ariel, and doing all of that stuff. He would have probably actually had a a normal he's, performance. Well, that's the thing. He actually does have the capacity to do normal yeah. acting. And yeah, we've seen and in things like The it. Truman Show. He's a very good actor. Yeah, yes. Um, I, I don't know how it would have translated in in this film, mm. but c- considering that Prince Eric is 
kind of a bit of a, a himbo and that's he about is, it. He's not kind of a, he is a himbo, <laughs> bless him. He's very sweet. Mm. He likes dogs and he plays the flutes and they're like, you should get married. And he's like, yeah, but yeah, I've got to be boy. in love with her. And it's like, oh, you're very sweet. We'll just pat you on the head. Yeah, I'm sure Jim Carrey would have done an okay job. Oh yeah, I'm sure he would have. Uh, the animators created the character of Ursula with uh, B. Arthur of the Golden Girls in mind. Uh, but she declined because she was busy filming the Golden Girls. Uh, Jennifer Saunders also auditioned for the role of Ursula Does but was turned down. Um, somehow, Steven Spielberg got a hold of the tape of her auditioning for Ursula and, having seen it, insisted that the directors of a little film called Shrek 2 consider casting her as the fairy, as godmother. The fairy godmother. Oh, that's interesting. So, yes, apparently... They're like, he's yeah. like, she can, she can be a villain. Yeah. She could be a terrifying and, great villain. And she's if very you just left she's her. very good in Shrek. She's too. very good as the fairy. Godmother. I don't know if she would have worked as well as Ursula as Pat Carroll did. Pat Carroll was perfect. Yeah. Pat Carroll's brilliant and mm. it's very good. The directors insisted that every one of the millions of bubbles in this film were to be hand drawn and not Xeroxed. Uh, the sheer manpower of such an effort required Disney to farm out most of the bubble drawing to Pacific Rim <laughs> Productions, a China-based firm with production facilities in Beijing. Jesus. The student uprising in Beijing, China, threatened to delay production. Uh, roughly one-third of the finished cell artwork used by the Chinese artists as underlays for drawing the bubbles were in a vault only a few blocks away from the demonstration at Tiananmen Square and the violence that followed. Ah, oh, oh, so this goodness. is a tainted Disney film. <laughs> Yes, this Life film. Life is the bubbles, indeed. This film <laughs> made on the distra- back of 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 uprising students. Yeah, this, this film was almost delayed by the Tiananmen Square incident and one child being more interested in popcorn. So much of this film could have changed. It's it is what pretty What a world remarkable. we live in. Mm. An attempt to use Disney's famed multi-plane camera for the first time in years yeah. for quality depth shots failed because the machine, always a monster due to its sheer size, was yeah. also in a dilapidated condition. The multi-plane shots were farmed out to another studio. So those beautiful multi-plane shots that were in, I think, Snow White. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah. And Bambi. The, 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 yeah. the machinery had just been like sat for like 40 years and they were like, mm. let's just grease it up. It'll be fine. Oh no, it doesn't. Mm. Not. Um. Two, two final bits of trivia. Sure. One is another casting option. Mm-hmm. Uh, the role of Scuttle the Seagull was uh, considered uh, considered for that role was uh, Michael Richards uh, of Seinfeld fame, who played Kramer. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah he's he's kind of, of got the hair. the odd racial yeah. slur yeah. here and there. It's a, it's, a, it's a dingle hop aerial. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he'd have had the right energy for it. He would have. Right, manic sort of. Yeah, just the seagull sliding into every scene. It would have been, would have been great. Mm. <laughs> just a little bit of bass. Mm. Uh, and finally, some versions of the videotape cover yes. had a likeness of a penis. Yes! Inadvertently drawn on the cover. Well, on which part? Uh, the penis is the part. <laughs> no, no, I understand there's a penis. On the, on the, on the, what, was it on, on Ariel? On King Triton's Castle. It? On the castle, I'll find it. I'll Promotional find it. materials and posters for the theatrical release also contain this likeness. It's the highest tower in the middle of the castle in the background. Okay. The artist that drew the cover, later revealed to be the future comic book artist Bill Morrison, who was contracted to design Disney's posters at the time, has stated in interviews it there was it not intentional. Uh, oh, yeah. It's mm. kind of a penis. Yeah. <laughs> he said it was the it's result. It's not a very pretty one, folks. It's sparkly. He said gold. it was the result of having to hurry on the gnarled. project. What's that? It's very gnarled. Mm, yes, a little, little bit gnarled. I think that says more about the people who are seeing it than, than mm. the animator. Um, 
Morrison said that it was the result of having to hurry on the project uh, and that the castle towers were rather phallic to begin with. Contrary to popular belief, the covers were never recalled, although a grocery store in Arizona pulled the tapes off their shelves after a customer complained and then, reti- and then returned them to shelves 24 hours later. <laughs> Disney did alter the suggestive spire on subsequent Laserdisc releases and on video copies outside of North America. Mm-hmm. But it didn't lead to a recall. They weren't like, bring That's- back our penis drawings. Like, that didn't That's happen. That's the thing. People didn't... It's, it's not exactly like front and centre. Mm. If you if you know to look for it, I think that's just people looking for penises where there are nary a penis to be seen. Like, yes, indeed. Know, there's, but that's the thing. There's a whole bunch of them from this period as well, because like I was saying before, there's that whole you know the dust motes in the Lion King spell out sex and like there's a Didn't few other things there was like that so as well. Many and they're like these Disney. naughty these naughty animators putting sneaky little things in there. Mm. Like you know what? They're probably getting underpaid. Up, why not? Mm. <laughs> Yes, yes. Acting immature is definitely a way to get. I'm sure if we wade back through this film, we'll find a moose knuckle on Ursula. But you know, Mm. let's leave it where it is. Hey, when you've got six tentacles, like it it Mm. can't, it can't be helped. Eight moose knuckles. Seven. What's the? Well, she. This is the thing. (laughs) So she has six tentacles, Mm. which would technically make her a squid. Not an octopus. octopus. Not, but but she has two arms. She has two arms. So So technically, she has eight limbs. So is she an octopus or is she a squid? We're heading down this whole thing of, you know, is Goofy a dog? <laughs> he has a pet yeah. dog, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's a dog with a pet dog. He's a dog with a pet dog. Yeah, that's some vague slavery thing there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it, yeah. The the issue there is the wow. class system. Wow. That brings us to the scores, and Murray, you get to go first because <laughs> it was your first time watching The Little Mermaid. Oh yeah. What score would you give this out of ten? You're asking a 56-year-old man Mm -hmm. who has sat down and watched a (laughs) Disney musical Mm -hmm. for the first time when his pet hates are (laughs) Disney animation and musicals combined. This is probably good for us to all be aware of before you give the score. I think think so. I think so, Stephen. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be objective here. But I'll be honest, I'm not nine years old in 1989 watching this, you know. Mm. I I would have been uh, in my 20s when this came out and would have had absolutely zero desire to see this film. And I'll be honest, zero desire to see it since. Mm. Um, this film, the copy we have watched, is in my collection, but it was there in case a, a stray nephew or niece came around and... Mm. Really, really um, did not want to sit down and watch um, The Descent. Cannibal Holocaust. No, I just just want to watch a life-affirming fictional tale of an aquatic sea creature falling in love with a real person. Fantastic. I have The Little Mermaid for you. Let's put that on. Look, it's two discs. You can watch all the special features. This is where I'm coming from. Um, To the point... I will not damn this film. Mm. Uh, that would be cruel. Uh, I'm going to give this a average five busted French person's teeth out of ten. <laughs> Excellent. Because I think he only had ten teeth. But uh, yeah. who's, who's counting? Who's Paul counting? Louis. Yeah, it was very noble and mature of you. Well, yeah. well done. Um, Ellen, what about yourself? Look, it's not my, it's not like, it's, it's got some banger songs in it. 
Um, it's good fun. Oh, if you score this a four, I'm going lower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to score it a four. No, it's fun. It's got some things where it's like, yeah, it's one of those things where you watch it as like a nine, ten year old and you're like, yeah, her dad is mad. You watch it as an adult and you're like, oh no, she's a child. <laughs> she is a baby. Mm. Oh dear. No, you should not be getting married. Um, so like in terms of that, it's like, yeah, historically important for like the Disney princess stuff, historically important for ushering in the Renaissance, historic, like lots of important good stuff, songs, bangers, um, Disney queer coding of villains, good and bad. That's a complex issue. And I feel like it's not one to really get into at this point. So goods and bads. I'm going to give it a solid, uh, seven mollusk lipsticks out mm. of 10. Cause I, that's one of my, I remember watching that kid and being like, Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> Just her squeezing his little animal and being like, you're going to, your blood is going to be my lipstick. <laughs> what a great villain. Love that. Um, I don't actually think this is a very good film, uh, in all honesty. I'm not going to score it lower than you, Murray. I will say that. But I think it's about where I'm thinking that it falls. Um, and and by, by, the, by I don't think it's a very good film. I don't think it's a very good film now. Uh, watching it now. Mm. I, I think it's important. And it definitely it's historically important. It's important for what it for what it led to. And other films like Kevin Costner's Waterworld have stood the test of time Ooh, better. No, no, no. I would say I would say Waterworld is much worse. Than I this. really enjoyed Waterworld as yeah. a kid, and I would be interested to rewatch it now because I know that you guys. Did I was not just like thinking something. I love it. I love yeah. it. I think Waterworld's great. I yeah, I I had thoughts, uh, but, but I haven't watched. I'm it just in a thinking long time. aquatic films. But anyway, yes, carry on, Stephen. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's entirely fair. Look, I, I think Little Mermaid. It. It's fine. I'm thinking back to the fact that I did watch this a lot as a kid. Um, We had a number of the Disney Renaissance films in our video collection, but this was never one that was on the highest rotation for us. We were more Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and even Pocahontas and and Tarzan when, when that came out. They tended to be ones that me and my siblings wanted to watch more than Little Mermaid. And I think it's just because it's it's the stepping stone it's it's sort of getting us to where the films would later get to where they were in my opinion of a slightly higher quality i also just don't think the songs are terribly great i think i think they got better the more the, the further into the films we went um so but the, the french chef is very funny <laughs> like I do, I do i do like that i i, I do think there's it, it's certainly not a bad film i just don't think it's a very good film at the same time it's almost more a proof of concept for what would become traditional Disney princess films. Yeah, I think what Stephen's saying, folks, is it's not a film you probably should have seen. Yeah, oh, no, look, look, I, I, I'll put it this way. I'm not interested in the slightest in seeing the remake, and I presume you're also not interested having seen this, Murray. Ooh, <laughs> a special torture. <laughs> Where there's an extra hour of footage, because, yeah, it's, it's, it's more than two hours. Yeah. The live action version. Mm. Um, but the thing is, is also The Little Mermaid was not made for me. I, I And I'm very aware of that. And I do feel as though the other Disney films were were more in sort of my wheelhouse. Um, so ultimately, this is fine, but nothing particularly special from my perspective. So I'm going to give it... Um, I'm going to give it six shipwrecks out of ten. Uh, There's a few shipwrecks in yeah. this. There were probably about that many. And I'm going to give it six sisters that really should have had more screen time oh, out yeah. of ten. There we go. And I'm assuming in the remake, they all get their own song and, and story. And it's more like Pulp Fiction Underwater, where we just mm. follow them going around in different ways. 
to the to the soundtrack of Little Green Bag. Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. Yeah, sep- yeah, sep- seven brides for seven fish ladies yes. or something like that. Actually, I would watch that. I would watch seven. Mm. I would watch Seven Mermaids for Seven Brothers much more readily than I would watch the Little Mermaid remake. I'm looking. Hello, started a trend. <laughs> I look forward to the Disney Nasty remake of this. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's mm. been porn versions. Oh, I'm not, I'm not particularly worried about the porn versions. No, mm. I just want to see, you know, the shark have its day. And yeah. The, the French chef, He actually. lost a load of teeth. What more do you want to ah, see? Ah, well, yeah. His moustache got lit on fire. Yeah. He's just having a bad day. Yeah, that's mm. yeah, what Disney films are missing, really, isn't it? Blood, gore and violence. I mean, the villain did get speared with a ship. Oh, that's that was, true. That was pretty good. There was no blood, though. No, no. But we saw chunks of her fall into the yeah, ocean. Well, yeah, again, which I'd never noticed before. Yeah. Horrifying. Uh, but, Ellen and Murray, thank you so much for joining me on this review of The Little Mermaid. Oh, Thanks look, for having me. It was, it was, it was my infinite pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> you liar. <laughs> uh, and thank you for uh, listening in, folks. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash podcast. For as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, get bonus goodies and features um we we do have a bonus podcast the uh, cutting room floor which um is essentially my own little uh, hoarding cave of offcuts i'm like ariel just gathering up little clips in these episodes that get cut off and i put them into my own podcast to understand the human condition better and if you want access to that grotto of extra materials, a dollar a month is all you need to contribute. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club there for news and updates. And finally, you can subscribe. Uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all of those services are available to get new episodes each and every week. But that is all for this week. So until next time, goodbye. From Hi. Under the Sea. Dun, 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 dun. Under, sorry, it's Under the Sea. Dun, 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 dun. Under the sea Dun 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 Darling it's better Down, down where it's wetter take, take it from me Down where it's wetter oh, Up God. on the shore they work all day Out in the sun they slave away While we devote them full time to floating under the sea We'd love to give you the whole song but we have no time <laughs> Thanks for coming everyone You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.